Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Don't know what time of day it is whenever you're listening to this. Um, but this is the first ever Help Sheffield podcast. My name is The Elf. Um, I do have a proper name, but for reasons of um, personal security, I've decided to be called The Elf for the last six years. And beside me currently is Elf 2, who was an elf for a very short period of time, disappeared for six years, and is now returning to the fold because he wants to do a podcast. I have no idea what format this will take, so we'll just see how we get on. So we thought we'd discuss some of the starting points of the podcast, how it came about, and uh, how it gained the traction that it has done. So The podcast or the Twitter account? Oh, podcasts yeah. haven't been invented yet. No. Carry on. It's, it's inventing now. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, uh, so the Twitter account uh, helped Sheffield. How, how this exactly came about? Okay, it began approximately six years ago. I think it was somewhere in March or April of whatever that year was, 2013. Um, I had a personal account on Twitter and a gentleman who I believe his handle is S6 Photography, claim to fame for you there if you're still on Twitter and interested, um, put a tweet out saying that he was at a wedding and the harpist couldn't make the wedding um, from Manchester because of some snow. I retweeted that tweet, got no interaction whatsoever and then I thought oh I'll put it on Facebook. So I put it on Facebook and a friend of a friend said that they would come from Chesterfield with their cello, not quite a harp, but you never know, it's fair enough, um, to Sheffield Town Hall and sort of saved the wedding, earned himself 60 quid as well. And then, as you know, it continued Elf 2 um, in the pub three days later. Yeah, um, interesting actually that obviously it's Twitter that's been the, the main platform for this. Um, yeah, initially, no response from Twitter, just Facebook. That's because I have no followers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we conjured up an idea between us, Elf 1 and Elf 2, and we thought, wouldn't it be good if you could just put a tweet out there about Sheffield and hopefully, well, either Elf 1 or Elf 2 at the time answered the question because we had no followers, but hopefully over time we get enough followers for them to be able to answer the question. And with however many followers it is now, I think we've reached that point where I don't really have to do any work anymore. Thank you very much for doing your bit. Yeah, I guess it's been it's self-sustaining now to to an extent. Um, you mentioned obviously us having to do a lot of searching and answering questions to start with. I can remember particularly there was one person I forget who it was now, but um, <clears throat> they kept asking a lot of different random questions, which presumably was to uh, figure out that this wasn't some sort of automated. Twitter account, um, I believe he just then replied with, yes, that's correct, and disappeared, and I don't know, I'm not sure if he did ever I can tell you what the last question was. He um, asked for a Sheffield-based coat manufacturer that actually made its products within Sheffield, Ah. and I think I answered, Rab? Yeah, but they've moved Rab moved to China. So he went, ha ha, got that wrong. And then I had to find another one and came up with Buffalo Systems who yeah. were made in Metacliff um, <clears throat> or somewhere. And once I've answered his question to his satisfaction, it disappeared off the face of the earth. Yeah, um, but I think that was enough to, certainly for us, to feel like uh, you know we, we were doing, uh, doing the right job. So um, how do you think that, it started to build um, the following. How, how did it get that traction that it's not got now? But initially, you know, there was, there was, like you said, there was a lot of work we had to put in to start with, and then it did start to become a bit more more of a following. I think it initially started really quite slowly because we had to answer every single question ourselves, um, which took quite a lot of time. 
and then people expected it to be some sort of miracle process whereby as soon as they asked the question, a response was coming back because that's <laughs> sort of what we promised. But um, having to Google every single thing on earth made that a little bit more difficult. And both having full-time jobs. Sort of. Um, I think the realisation and the penny dropped with people when they thought and realised how quickly you get a response on Twitter compared to what you would and how personal that response can be compared to what you would if you say Googled. So one of the most commonly asked questions about from Help Sheffield is where should I go for food or drinks this evening? So if you put that into Google, there's no there's reviews of every single place, but you then have to look through every single review or whatever, however you process it. Whereas if it's just I want a personal recommendation from John, um, the tweet goes out, John replies, and you just go, yeah, John's usually right, so we'll go to wherever John says. Yeah, and I, I guess this compared to. Um, Facebook, where the, the your, your audience is usually um, your own friends or a cl- closer circle of people, and the likes of, I guess, traditionally something like Sheffield Forum, where people go on, they probably write the question, and then, I don't know, check the responses a couple of days later. It's not a very fast-moving... Takes far too long. It? Yeah, and then, you know, rolling Twitter, you're kind of asking the whole whole city as it, as it, as it feels like. I remember when we first started, we tried to estimate how many people we thought used Twitter within Sheffield. And I think I asked the question on Help Sheffield and I actually got a reply of about 20,000 people. That's obviously changed over time as students have arrived, students have left, all that sort of thing, and all the people. Um, but now that we've got 22,000 <coughs> followers or whatever it is, I think yeah. that might be some sort of... So is that is that just all of Sheffield now then? We've, we've, <laughs> we've, we've got them all. <laughs> I don't think there's any way to determine how many Sheffielders are on Twitter. Um, but I don't know. You tell us if you know more. So, in the early days, then were you were you quite surprised after it started gaining a bit of traction? Were you, were you quite surprised by the 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 sort of questions that people are asking? You know how how helpful people were as well in responding. Like you know, I know I certainly remember there was groups of a few people that were very keen on answering questions and just generally being quite helpful. I think I wasn't surprised by the questions. Um, they've all been pretty static throughout time, really. There wasn't anything... There's a few outliers. I remember initially getting asked if I could help someone set up a brothel in Natticliffe. Not my specialist subject, so I declined the offer. Um, things like that. But mostly they've been quite um, sort of straight down the line questions. People using it for the purpose it is rather than being Mickey takers. Although there are quite a few of you out there that think they're funny. And there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so do I, but there you go. Um... I think the actual response from followers was great. I think um, quite early on there was a small group of, as you say, maybe 10, 20 people who would answer the vast majority of questions and probably without them it wouldn't have got to where it is now. I think now, a complete guess, I imagine there's at least sort of three, 400 people who have the capacity and regularly respond to my questions or to the questions of the Sheffield public. That was a dog barking in the background there. Um, so yeah, it's sort of, as I said before, it's sort of self-sustaining and has works quite well. Uh, so another thing I seem to remember was the crazy idea that if we got to ten thousand followers, we might actually do something to celebrate. I think at the time, certainly I thought that probably wouldn't ever happen. Uh, what what did you think about that? One of the early tweets we put out said we were going to have a party paid for by us if we got to 10,000 followers. 
And I think when we got to 2,000 followers, I invited 10,000 people. And I think about four people showed any level of interest. So I'm not quite sure we've got our um, following demographic sorted. It mm. might just be me that likes going to the pub. Yeah, I won't. I beg to differ, but, um, <laughs> you know. Um, it's quite surprising, though, to be honest. I mean, I've certainly seen stories of people... Um, Advertising parties on Facebook and it not turning out very well at all for the people that own the house. But, it, it wasn't going to be um, a house party. No, it was just going to no, be a no, pub no. somewhere. A yeah, a gathering <laughs> or something. So, well, you know, maybe that's something for the future. Who knows? Um, so, so something you put out recently was test the waters about doing a podcast with people on Twitter. Um, quite surprised actually that 39% said listen to a lot of podcasts uh, quite a few that either didn't listen to them all or didn't know what a podcast was and that was uh, the result of 77 people voting so so in response to the poll uh, they did um, we had some responses a little bit mixed, so some people have suggested uh, possible content, um, and also somebody's asked what your principles are for Help Sheffield. Um, this is assuming hi, we, it has got any principles, full stop. I do have some basic rules, and they were made up um, as I went along for no apparent major reason. One of them is not to promote businesses when they ask to be promoted, basically because I think I'd just get swamped or the account would just get swamped with business after business after business and that just becomes any other Twitter account on earth and not really serving the purpose. Another principle is I don't do personal sales unless it's for tickets for an event. And just, again, eBay's there for that. You use eBay, don't bother with um, Elk Sheffields, that's um, not the right channel. I do tickets because I think um, people will benefit from that so if someone's a sold out gig someone's trying to get rid of a ticket they obviously want the money for it and a person who can't get a sold out ticket could be like oh thanks for helping so, yeah and, and this goes back to the um the you know using twitter as that as that real-time platform as well like, you know yeah it works for that for that kind of thing doesn't it a lot of your um tweets that are about tickets that people can't go to an event anymore are done on the day if it's a day on something like we mentioned before, Sheffield Forum or Facebook, they might not get sold that quickly. Whereas if it's Twitter and someone's really interested, you generally tend to get rid of your tickets if you ask us to reshare it. Or at twickets, com if you ever want to, at twickets, um, use that account and that works. And it's always charged at face value, so I'm trying not to rip people off either. Right. So ideas for content that people have suggested then for, for this podcast going forward um things like interviews with local people local businesses um you know that kind of stuff i guess you know people of local fame um oh <laughs> might be a bit hard to, get fame. To, hard to get to get some of the uh, some of the uh, a-listers but you know we can try um uh, restaurant reviews? I don't know. How, how do you think about that? That could potentially... Uh... Slightly subjective, I think, yeah. probably underqualified. But if anyone thinks that's a good idea, which someone obviously does, um, we'll give it a go, especially if a restaurant wants us to. I know that's not promoting the business directly, but I'll eat for nothing if you want. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you're always saying I eat a lot, so... Um... 
I like good food as well. So maybe that's one thing. Um, other accounts as well. So that that's been a something that is um, not necessarily content for the podcast, but something that people have brought up as well in the past, and also is something we've looked at as well, isn't it? We actually, when the system, a system account, whatever it is, first set up, we actually claimed set up accounts for just about every major city in the UK. So there are accounts, help Lincoln, help York, help Edinburgh. There's a few overseas ones, there's help Stockholm. The problem is, not many of them are run by anybody. And I only really know Sheffield, so uh, it's a little bit difficult. And because I'm not offering any products or any cash for someone to run that, I've got to find a really altruistic person who's got a lot, well, not a lot of time on their hands, because it doesn't actually take as long to run Help Sheffield as a lot of people think it does. Um, but someone who's got a bit of time on their hand and hopefully know the city. So if you know somebody who lives somewhere else who's quite bored, um, got some sort of, I don't know what word I'm going to use there, probably not the right one. That's a dog barking. Stop it! Um, so, yeah, if anybody wants to set up and run an account, well, run the accounts, I've got all the um, accounts set up all over the country. So if you, anybody's interested, give us a shout. Yeah, there's, uh, there's, are there many that are active at the moment? Oh, I've um, lost track. They're yeah. all on the spreadsheet somewhere, but um, there's Help York might be still active, Help Lincoln might be still active. A few little towns in Lincoln because of the um, a fellow that offered to set them all up and run them all, who's now disappeared somewhere. Um, so, yeah, there's a, quite a few set up, some running more efficiently and effectively than others, but Help Sheffield's by far the largest and uh, most active. And, uh, yeah, arguably successful, you know. Um, well, the 10th most important influential Twitter account in Sheffield, I saw that on the survey some time ago. Wow. So I, I don't know how you get there. But we're only behind, like, the City Hall, Sheffield Council, Sheffield Arena, all things that have got a lot of money in a big building. Excellent. Um, I just thought uh, another thing, uh, just going back to the principles, uh, something that just dawned on me as well was um, politics. <laughs> Try not um, to. Yeah, I think <laughs> given you know this is predominantly about encouraging people to help each other, um, try to stay par- impartial um, from from any kind of political sway. I guess is the. Uh... I try in life. I try not to be too interested in party politics. I'm very interested in society and people and helping. But party politics, I think, is just ruining the country. But that's just an opinion. Um, but, yeah, I do not try to promote the agendas of political parties. I did actually want to do a poll asking what political persuasion they thought the elf was. And some of the answers were much more surprising than I thought. <laughs> I don't know how from the Help Sheffield and what it does and what it is, so many people thought I was so right-wing. <laughs> but there you go. That's um, people for you. Well, interesting. Um, so there's also a few ideas that we've had as well. Um, so things like, you know, new venues opening. Uh, the, there is a lot of that happens around Sheffield, but it's not necessarily promoted very well. Um, you know, gigs, things like that that are going on. Um, again, not always very well promoted. So anything else you can think of that we discussed? I um, can't remember, to be honest with you. But effectively, I think what would be useful, because we don't know what we're doing with this podcast, we don't really know what we're doing with Twitter, but we're making it up quite effectively, um, is to ask the people who listen to the podcast, if anyone ever does, uh, what they would like to hear on the podcast. 
So I'm thinking we should have a hashtag, maybe help podcast as one word. Hope nobody's stolen it because I've not even checked that yet. Uh, but if they have, we'll just bully them out of it. Uh, so if you have any questions, ideas, thoughts on this podcast, please tweet us or tweet whatever you want with the hashtag help podcast. I'm just about to look to see if that's being used by anybody else. <laughs> not a chance that's being used. <laughs> not a chance. So I've just done a quick search and the hashtag help podcast has only been used once on Twitter in Twitter's 11 year history or however old it was, however old it is. And that was by Bracket Glenn who said, would anyone have any knowledge on how to set up a podcast or to make a start somewhere? Um, no one replied to him, but I think that's a question we need to ask based on this. <laughs> Indeed. So um, I think that, that probably brings this first podcast to... To an end, really. Oh, one thing. Go on. How long should a podcast be? This is running into, however, up towards 20 minutes. Are you bored yet? Um, would it like to be um, a certain amount of time? Do you have a certain amount of space to fill on your bus journey to work? Or are we just going to go with the flow and fill up as much time as we can with whatever comes in that week? Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's a, if, if you have made it to the end... Um, well, well done. Well done. <laughs> um, got more patience than us. Yeah. Um, we can edit this. We can probably chop out 90%. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to change that bit that says uh, it's getting on for 20 minutes to it's getting on for five minutes. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so, see you soon. We can't be on the podcast. Back up. Go on, sorry. Um, so, yeah, thanks very much for listening this far, um, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye.